Thank you for turning on this episode of the Bar Review Podcast. My name is Jake, and this is a show where I get drunk and I tell you about the law. Today I am drinking some Merlot from a winery in Charlottesville, Virginia. And the topic for today is homeowners associations. And before you start groaning about this topic, I know it's the fucking worst, and you'll find it in property law. And this is commonly called a common interest communities. They're planned residential developments where all the properties are subject to this comprehensive private land use restrictions and it's you know regulated by a homeowners association. And so generally it's governed by this written instrument called the Declaration. And it's not a, the Declaration of fucking Independence, so don't get all high and mighty on me. Which it has four basic parts. You got the, the HOA. This is the association that administers all this bullshit. It specifies the association's powers and it gives the elected board of directors or similar group power to govern everything. And then you got the bullshit. You got the CCNRs. These are all of the restrictions on the land within the common interest community. These restrictions can be enforced as real covenants or as equitable servitude. Then you got assessments. It requires all the unit owners to pay monetary assessments which finance the operation of the association. And then you got the ownership rights. It generally provides that each unit holder holds fee simple absolute, and we'll get to that definition later, in his particular unit. An undivided interest in the common area of the CIC, so if there's like a, a swimming pool section, tennis courts, meeting rooms, whatever, you all have an undivided interest in that area. And then you got like a membership interest in the association. So I know what you're asking. You're like, what the fuck does all that mean? Just think of it as a private, limited government that for all intents and purposes, you get to join of your own accord by buying a fucking house. And so the exceptions, but not really portion of this episode, come to how to fight all this bullshit that comes from an HOA. You can fight it through something called unreasonableness. And this comes from a case called the Narstedt, but it gives you the Narstedt test. And it says that one of these servitudes violates public policy if it's one, arbitrary, spiteful, or capricious, Two, unreasonably burdens a fundamental constitutional right, and you can go back to the episode on the 14th Amendment, we talked a little bit about what you have fundamental constitutional rights about. Three, imposes an unreasonable restraint on alienation, meaning your ability to sell shit. Four, it imposes an unreasonable restraint on trade or competition. And five, is unconscionable. And we'll get to that because that's a defense to contract. And then you can defend against HOA bullshit with abandonment. So this is like if a large number of unit owners actually just ignore a particular restriction and no one brings a suit to remedy that, uh, it has the idea that the restriction, it just has no continuing value to the community and it's just abandoned. And so the test for this, it goes by the number, the nature, and the severity of the violations, which are the most important thing. In particular, a high number of readily, readily visible violations will likely lead to a finding of abandonment. And the last one is changed conditions doctrine. And the test for this one is that the original purpose of the restriction has been materially altered or destroyed by some change in conditions. And that the substantial benefit that this restriction was purported to have, well, it no longer exists. And so they can't enforce that restriction anymore. 
So let's get to the examples for today's episode. First, say that you're not one of the millions of people in the youngest generation who are burdened with student loan debt and are luckily enough to buy a house. Fuck you, you think you're better than me? Well, you buy a house in an area with an HOA. You read over all the provisions and there's the usual shit in there. Don't shoot guns outside, don't set your lawn on fire, no fireworks. You know, don't be stupid, the usual stuff. But you notice that there's a provision in there that the maximum fence allowed is five feet tall. Well, you happen to notice that a few of your neighbors have fucking six foot fences. So you decide, you know what? I'm gonna get a six foot fucking fence. So you start working on it, but your fucking HOA comes out and pitches a fit. Classic HOA move. Can the HOA enforce that provision in the CCNR? Probably not. But why probably not? Because mostly, they've abandoned this fucking thing. The idea behind the restriction was likely that they wanted some kind of uniformity in the fences. But that's some step for wives shit right there. But that's HOAs for you. It boils down to the number, the nature, and the severity of the violations. You gotta look at the Fink case. Because if there's a high number of readily visible violations, the court's likely to find that the HOA fucking abandoned this whole shit about the fucking fences. They can just let it go. Number two. Mickey Mouse inherits the Magic Kingdom from the corpse of Walt Disney, and during the probate period for the will, he finds out that he gets the fee simple absolute in the Magic Kingdom. Which, fee simple absolute, is just the douchey lawyer way to say that he owns the whole of the property. Fucking lawyers, man. Anyways, he moves in and he gets the CCNRs for his new neighborhood and he sees that there's a rule mandating that you have to use fucking asbestos in the walls of the castle. Because when they were written, the purported benefit was to have cheap, safe building material. Well, turns out that 30 years later, asbestos causes mesothelioma. And if you or a loved one has been affected by mesothelioma, you may be entitled to compensation. Please call the number listed below at 1-800-GET-FUCKED-LOSER. So will the rule mandating the, the asbestos actually be enforced? Fuck no! But why fuck no? First, it's a safety hazard. And a rule mandating a safety hazard will probably never be upheld. Second, mostly it's the doctrine of changed conditions. Because the original purpose, being that it's a, a cheaper building option, well, that's changed in residential housing because homeowners end up paying out the ass for those 1-800 commercials or something. I don't know. I don't practice mesothelioma law. Fuck that shit. But just remember that when the benefit sought by the restriction changes or just can't be achieved by the restriction, then the rule is unenforceable. Let's go back to 1973, and we're going to hit on the father of my favorite punching bag, Donald Trump Sr., so he owns an apartment building in New York, gold-plated asbestos in the walls, and he's selling units. While he's debating the price of fake marble tiles to put in his gold bathroom, he gets a civil complaint that he's broken the law. And he says, oh man, what is it this time? But it turns out that his building has a CCNR restriction that forbids African-American people from buying an apartment in his shit dumpster of a building. Well, is that an enforceable rule? Abso-fucking-lutely not. Remember what I just said about safety hazards? Well, it's like three times as bad for racist pricks. First of all, you got the Civil Rights Act of 1964 that laid out the facts for you. That, you know, maybe racism's bad. And you'd think, you know, it would be fucking clear and I wouldn't have to keep talking about it, but we're still debating it in 2019, apparently. 
Well, then you got the fucking 1968 Fair Housing Act, which established that this bullshit would be illegal because you can't just ban people on the basis of race. But finally, think of all the shit that we learned today, and you're going to go back to the Narsted test. Because the Narsted test says that a servitude violates public policy if it is arbitrary, spiteful, or capricious. So you're looking for the ways to study this bullshit and try and counteract your HOA. Don't go to war, just study the law. Know that CCNRs are generally enforceable as long as they're not unreasonable, they haven't been abandoned, and the reason for their existence is still obtainable. But if any of that is not true, then you have a good faith argument to fight their bullshit. So thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Bar Review Podcast. I've been drinking some Merlot from a winery in Charlottesville, Virginia. My name is Jake, and that shit was the law.